Okay. Okay. I'm nervous. Me too. You're I'm nervous. very nervous. Okay. We're nervous. Okay. Alrighty. Welcome back, everybody, to a, the luck we had. Oh, fuck, I gotta restart that. <laughs> I've never done this before. Amanda always does it. She's so good at it. She's so good at it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. I am one of your hosts, Evan, and today I'm greeted by... I'm your other host, Lena, um, and we are missing a host today. Yes. Amanda decided she needed the day off, and we were like, let's let's do it. Amanda deserves a break. Amanda deserves a break. She carries us. She carries, she carries the show. show. She does. She really does. So let's let's see how we do without her. Let's do it. Um, um, we haven't been on season three for like what three months, so this is gonna be a jump in. Uh, so previously, everyone, uh, we just recapped all of season eleven, and now with Seamless being over, finally, we're gonna get jump right back into season three. And so today we are on episode three oh four, the helpful Gallagher's. We're going back to the glory days. Going so- back. I am going to lead through the scene by scene, um, and then we're just going to talk to each other. So, episode 304, The Helpful Gallagher's date uh, aired was February 10th, 2013. It was written by Mike O'Malley, who played Bert Hummel on Glee. And this the is king. His, Yeah, the bestie. Uh, and this is his fourth of five episodes of Shameless that he has written. And then he also produced 44 episodes through next season. He was producer seasons one through four. He made that cute little post when Shameless ended. You see that? I think you sent it to me. <laughs> that was so sweet. I did see that. That was sweet. He's nice. He seems like a nice guy. Everybody on, on my side of Shameless Twitter was like beefing with him, like calling it like, like being like, oh well like blah 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 whatever i don't I feel even like, know but he was part of probably like some of the juiciest seasons by far oh for sure like well because seasons one through four was like prime time the glory days yeah literally yeah. um this episode was directed by randall einhorn this is the first and only shameless episode he directed another one one-off guy that they did yeah just rando yeah he is a rarely really 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 busy tv director he's done 15 episodes of the office 14 of always sunny five of parks and rec Seven of Nurse Jackie and many other shows. It seems like he he really loves comedy yeah. directing. And this episode is pretty, like, there's not a lot of deep drama in this episode. This episode's, uh... It seems like it's one of those, like, beginning filler episodes. Like, it still plays on with what everything's going around, but it's, like, not one of the more eventful things for everyone's storyline. Just kind of, like, what everyone's doing anyway. Yeah, so if anybody wanted, like, a sister update to where my sister and I are in the show now... Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, we're on season four, episode three. We just got there today. So we we did just watch this episode, like, about a week ago. Um, so it's pretty fresh in my brain. Uh, summer seasons just always hit different. Yeah, well, the summer, the summer making the switch into winter. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Synopsis. Carl says his goodbyes as he heads off to cancer camp. With Frank on babysitting duty, Sheila wants to introduce Jody to toy time. We all know what that means. <laughs> Jimmy learns his parents are getting divorced and that his dad is gay. Yeah, this episode is a lot of setting up for the big culmination of the next one yeah like the ending Um, is probably like one of the big things that sets up like a a good amount of like jimmy steve bullshit yeah so the previously on was frank and carl um here is what they recapped for us sheila and jody are tired because of the baby frank is Jaime's nanny ian is fucking lloyd frank is faking carl's cancer mandy is in love with lip and fiona hates her Fiona has a job at the grocery store, but the manager is a fucking creep who demands sex from his employees. I hate that. Okay, but for some reason, uh, that guy, by quick glance, looks like um, Hopper. (laughs) He does. I think he's a character. I think he's maybe not a character actor, but he's been in a lot of things that I've recognized. He's he's made a pretty good name for himself. There's so many, like, people in Shameless that are just, like, the filler characters for, like, who do that for every other show they're in. I just so bad. The workaholics to Shameless Pipeline is fucking insane. <laughs> like, like, the amount of people, because even, like, in background extras, they've used characters from like the workaholics office so like jet set and wayman mm-hmm. were fucking in shameless's extras which is kind of insane that's so good they just pick from the same bunch for real well i mean steve howie is really close with um mm-hmm. with all four of the guys all right so we open on frank drowning debbie in the bathtub as one <laughs> does <laughs> she is training to hold her breath for two minutes so she can go to the public community pool frank is being super racist about the other kids at the pool just blindly racist but this is one of one of my personal favorite 
Debbie Frank moments is him basically being like... Yeah, like, even though he's literally, like, holding her under the water, it's, like, very sweet, and it's, like, one of the conversations you actually see Frank, like, try to be a dad. His intentions with it are are okay, because he's just trying to to get her to protect yeah. herself. He's trying to teach her how to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, quick, quick mention, Ian does not do anything this episode except hang around everybody else. Yeah, no, his only main thing is the very end, and even that scene doesn't involve him. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, not even a, whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, King. Carl asks to go next, but Frank says, no, you have cancer. Um, and Carl is leaving for cancer camp today. Lip and Mandy are fucking at Mandy's house, but Mandy's phone rings and her half-sister Molly leaves a voicemail. Molly's mom died and she needs someone to go get her or else she's going to go to child services. Uh, the beginning of Molly. Love her forever. Uh, Molly. But Mandy and Lip want to finish their fucking session first. That scene. Okay. Like I like uh, just kind of like did like a clip show for myself like a little bit ago just to like renew like the scenes for myself. They're go That scene. There's no holding back. It's like intense. They're going at it. Yeah. I <laughs> like, was like, like, it's so weird thinking back to like. The shameless that's been the last, like, three years, like... No nudity, really, at all. No one fucks anymore. And then re-watching Erling seasons, and I'm like, damn, that's why they were so popular. <laughs> I mean, it is also just, like, having sex scenes takes away from the comedic vibe of the show, apparently. Ooh. So they just cannot have it. But, yeah, I mean, Jeremy and, and Emma... Oh, spicy, yummy, yummy, thank you very much. They are probably banging, like, bunnies at home. Oh, yeah. That's weird of me to say. I'm gonna leave <laughs> myself out of that. Um, so, also fucking at the moment, Kevin V. They're dirty talking. They're doing great. He finishes and V falls off the bed, throwing her legs in the air, letting gravity take care of everything as they try to get pregnant. Yeah, she's doing that thing that women do where they, like, hold their legs up because they yep, think it- They, like, slide it, off the bed and just V up in the air. Yeah, they, they think it, like, makes the sperm go up in there. Is that a common- <laughs> is that a common misconception? Who knows? It, maybe it doesn't help it go in there, but it doesn't fall out. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, so back at the Gallagher's, Frank is eating Jaime's baby food, but the baby is quiet, so that's something. And he swear he makes Carl swear to keep the cancer thing a secret, and Carl asks if he's going to die. <laughs> this like like it was funny, but this was kind of sad. Like him just he straight up thought that he was gonna die. Like it was sweet that Frank was like finally paying him attention and he got to do like something. But like Carl literally was like, I have cancer, like I'm gonna die. And Frank being like, nah, you're well, originally it was for a scam it was for the whole make a wish thing yeah and frank didn't realize he couldn't get in on the prize winnings or whatever not even prize winning just like the trip yeah it just it it's really sad like (laughs) the way he interacts with other people and how i i bet carl still thinks he survived cancer no someone someone had to tell him i feel like frank was the only person who really knew and i feel like carl probably didn't tell anyone at all no because then at the end fiona's like carl thinks he survived cancer oh yeah (laughs) like like because he makes that shirt that says i beat cancer oh yeah Uh, that might be the next episode anyway anyways (laughs) um the rest of the family comes down the stairs baffled as to why sheila would let frank babysit and letting him know that he will not be leaving the baby with them fiona stops carl from stapling lip sheets together and ian offers his his rotc sleeping bag because ian is the best big brother so true so sweet yeah that's kind of all he does is just like be a big brother this episode um apparently frank told fiona he won the camp trip for carl in a raffle (laughs) the fact that she didn't even like look into it any more than just getting that information just like have fun i mean i feel like at that point it's like well he's going to camp and it seems like a legit place don't care yeah and it's free so who cares um jimmy is signing up to run debbie daycare and carl takes a minute to hug fiona and tell her how much he loves her Mm, i love him jimmy tells fiona that he wants to contribute to the house not that he has to because i i believe they're talking about the squirrel fund and ian gives carl more survival tools for camping and it's so fucking cute oh yeah this always pissed me off that jimmy was like I want you. I want to be a part of this. I want to contribute. And then sort of towards the end of season three, he's like, I do not want this. Yeah, he was like, no, thank you. And we're like, what did you, what did you fight for? Yeah, he's like, you forced me into this. It's like, hold on a second, sir. Hold on, you're the one trying to buy coffee and donuts every single morning and wear an apron. Excuse you. Um. Then at the Milkovich house, Mandy and Lip are sitting on the porch trying to figure out what to do about Molly. I really think this is one of like, 
their best scenes together. Mm-hmm. Um, Lip asks if Mandy is okay with her sister being in the system and mentions that Mandy has never been in the system, but hey, writers, was Mandy not there when Terry left them with family services for a year so he could run drugs for the Sinol- for the Sinola cartel? I was thinking about that too. They have been in the system. Yeah, because Mickey and Mandy are literally the same age apart as, like, Lip and- As uh, Lip and Ian. Yeah. Or they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be about, two, like, one to two years apart. Yeah, so that means Mandy would have had to be in the system at the same time. That, or, like, maybe- She went with another family member and Mickey just- And the brothers got put into a system? No, because Sandy was there. Well, because he, he- The way he talked about it made it sound like Sandy was also there. Mm. But why would the- I feel like we're- Terry Terry has no guardianship over Sandy, so they wouldn't be handing her over. Yeah. But maybe she just so happened to be Yeah, I think maybe what happened was she went with the mom. Oh true. The mom took her, probably to keep her safe. And then they're boys, so of course they're just like fucking they can go in the system. We don't care. Yeah. But of course we're reading too much into this and what probably happened was they forgot. The writers don't give us enough and they just replaced Mandy with Sandy, so who knows? Cause they yeah, they thought it would be fitting. They just made lesbian Mandy. But, I mean, she was fine as hell, so. Yep, we are very thankful for her, at least. (laughs) Can't complain. Um, Mandy says that there is nothing she can do, but Lip thinks they could help and that they should try. Yeah, Lip Lip is still reeling from the whole Karen thing, and he's like, he sees baby in need, and he's like, I want you. I love that they kept that whole Lip cares about children throughout the entire show. Like, he, like, if he has a kid, he latches onto it, and he's like, I need to be a better parent or parental figure than what they've been given like every single kid he every single kid he interacts with in this fucking show oh yeah Jaime before obviously before they knew Mm -hmm. Molly um Zan Zan and his own kid now Mm -hmm. so yeah and then we have Liam as well and Fran I mean I guess and Franny and Liam yeah Liam in season four Ah, what a king. Love who. Thank you. Fiona is working at the store and the woman bagging with her gets called for a bobby break and seems pissed about it. Fiona doesn't really understand like yet, but then when she's sort of like, no, like a bobby break, she, it clicks for her. Everybody is giving this guy head. Yeah, because she at first just seemed like she just had to give him a handy to get the job, but then it's when she realizes that it's a regular schedule for these poor women. (laughs) I hate right. this guy. I want to- I hate this man. I want to beat him to a pulp. There is only one scene that he has where I'm like interested. When he goes, <laughs> when he goes, look at my back. It's filthy because you haven't washed it. So why should I wash yours? I think it's in like the next episode. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, the attitude. Anyway, what a, what a fitting detail that his name was Bobby. Yeah. Anyway. Um, while Frank is dropping off Carl at the camp bus, he's being the absolute worst and gives Carl Tums and tells him they are cancer drugs that he has to take every day and that they will cure his cancer. Carl then hugs Frank and tells him he loves him. Frank brushes him off and leaves. But you can tell he's kind of like, aww. Yeah. He's like, oh, my kid likes me for once. Yeah. Speaking of endangering children, Debbie is at her daycare. Jimmy watching over as her campers count how long she can keep her head underwater, except they can't count past 13 and keep restarting. That was really funny. That scene is so funny because it's like four Because of them. when they both get to 13, they just look at each other and then they're like, one, <laughs> two, and she goes up and then they're like, oh yeah, you got to like six or 13. We don't really know. <laughs> um <laughs> so though that was funny um at the jacksons sheila and jody finally have a chance to have sex and jody is in a good mood after but sheila is still not satisfied and wants to use her toys sheila is literally such an anti-bottom it's the funniest thing in the entire world because well, she's a she's a dom yeah she's, she's a like dom a fa- that's like that's like her thing is that she's dom and it's also like jody's only allowed to do because of this the sex addiction stuff he's like only allowed to do missionary mm-hmm. and he's only allowed to do it like with romantic music on and he's supposed to like hold her after <laughs> and she's like hold on <laughs> uh-uh, don't touch me i'm touching you this is too vanilla for me anyway jody is not into it and says he can't ruin it with the toys and amanda wrote i don't know how to transition from sex toys to a kid's cancer bus <laughs> but we are on the cancer bus now <laughs> cancer bus uh carl is on his way to cancer camp and makes a friend um, we thought we recognized the kid, but Amanda looked him up and he's not anyone she knows of. He's probably I, just like a kid actor who was maybe something and, but 
I don't know. I didn't recognize him either. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he did a great job. I'll just like preface with I like he he had some really great moments for being like a one a one episode character. I liked this kid. Like especially him. Like his scenes with Carl. Like he was a. I liked him. He was a cool kid. Yeah, he was a cool character. Um, Fiona is still at work, and her coworker tries to pr- trade breaks with her later, and basically lays out how the Bobby system works. I I believe it's like you have to do it maybe like once a week. Mm-hmm. That's, like, because he, like, picks the schedule randomly, whatever. And then, like, girls can trade between each other for, like... Just as long as somebody shows up, yeah. yeah. And you can also take multiple if, like, somebody really needs it. Just kind of, like, trading shifts, like, regularly at a at a job like that. Um, where they're, like, we don't care who comes in, just as long as somebody comes in. Mm-hmm. Fiona makes up some excuse about her dentist messing up her gums, and the woman brushes it off, saying she'll ask someone else, and Fiona is horrified because fiona because of the whole her and v threatening him she is not like worked into the system just yet so like she doesn't realize like yeah well and she doesn't have to do it at all yeah so she's worried that they're gonna find her out and that they're gonna get upset with her and spoiler alert they find her out and she (laughs) she's a dumbass (laughs) yeah um so then back at sheila's jaime is finally sleeping jody's all happy and leaves for work and sheila is sexually frustrated to the point of telling frank that she misses their sex frank says he doesn't miss it (laughs) um sheila says sex with jody is boring and that she needs to be a dom top and she needs it now a woman in her needs right now um she asks frank to talk to jody about giving her what she needs and when he says no she cries and it makes frank so uncomfortable that he agrees uh what a king (laughs) john cusack she's built different to the boys they are taking the ice cream truck out of storage so lip can drive and ian is very concerned about this whole molly plan and he's a funny little shit about it we're going to ask we're going to assess her needs to see if she needs to be relocated you mean kidnap transport to a safe location kidnap I miss brothers. I miss brothers. And it's like Ian used to be so funny, so mean, so sassy. He was so sassy. Because like, yes, he was the middle child and everybody forgot about him. But he was like, I am making my voice known. I'm funny as shit. He was like, the scenes I'm in, I'm going to make a statement. Ian is like, I like to cause problems on purpose. Oh, literally. Just to stir the pot. He loves it. (laughs) Anyway, I miss that version of Ian. Um, Lip said that the kid's mom is dead. She's home alone and she's scared and that he feels like he needs to help because he's a good person Uh, and a a great father i mean this is just him wanting to live out his like dad fantasies and it's also him kissing up to mandy definitely but it was also his fatherly instinct stepping up yeah i mean it did get to the point where he realized that that was like because he knew i think he knew that he didn't really want to be in it all the way with mandy because it gets to a point because like in the next like episode or so like yeah it was more just that he didn't want her to be mad at him Yeah. He wanted to stay in her good graces, but he didn't really want to, like, commit to a life with her. Yeah. Because they're still, like, fucking 17. Yeah. And so, I mean, when Fiona is like, you know the kind of signals that you're sending, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, he brushes it off. Because, really, he's only doing this for Molly because she's a kid. She's innocent. But Mandy's reading it as he's doing this because he loves me. And he mm-hmm. finally gets that later, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Carl is arriving at camp and asking all the questions about where the fun shit is. And they are being super evasive about it. Yeah, because there was a pamphlet and then like yeah. none of the shit and the pamphlet's on there. Yeah, they roll up to like some like dinky ass like place in the woods, like nothing festive nothing cool like even i went to like a camp in the woods like that and mine was like more spectacular and like yeah rolling up to than what they did yeah and they they use the excuse of like oh you have cancer like we don't want you to get hurt but it's like i have cancer can't you be more reckless with me yeah <laughs> like we're going all out we're not trying to go out like slowly uh-uh exactly um, also being evasive is Fiona at work. Her coworker is steamed about having to fill in for the woman from earlier, and Fiona starts to realize that everyone blows Bobby. Oh yeah, she comes out and she's like, I got like a stain on my shirt, and there's a really nice callback to it later. She's like, oh, I got it all over my shirt and I have to like be somewhere tonight. Oh yeah, um, the cum yeah. stain on her fucking the vest. Cum stain on her shirt, yeah. Um, things that also blow this fucking cancer camp. Carl is bored and being told that the rifle range is gone from the camp mm-hmm. so he says he's going to go to the forest and kill something but the counselor talks him down to tie-dyeing a t-shirt okay you know something funny i don't know if you will know this 
but the ginger girl, like one of the cam counselor the girls, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she is like she's a she's an actor. She's been in a bunch of things. But the thing I recognized her from, do you remember that game in like 2015, like Until Dawn? Yeah, she was one of the characters in that. Like the mocap, so, like like they used her for mocap. Yeah, used her for mocap and like her voice and like for like um like getting all like the the stills and shit like that yeah but i thought it was so funny because i was like i remember her because she was such a bitch in that game yeah i mean if 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 anybody doesn't quite know what we're talking about oh yeah this is that game that had rami malik as the face of it that was like the zomp the weird game (laughs) yeah that but like in general if you're not familiar with how like that sort of video game thing works if, if you're if you are familiar with like what the shameless cast does outside of shameless it's exactly the same thing that Cameron did for that Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. They used his likeness and his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually went in and like did motion capture work for it. And then it's really funny because another girl who um, was in Until Dawn is why I never, I always forget her name. The rich girl that lip dates. Um, in Amanda. Amanda. So she's also in Until Dawn. And then, well, Amanda is in Superstore. She's, like, one of the mm-hmm. main characters yeah. in Superstore. Every time anyone talks about Superstore, I'm like, oh, my God, Amanda. Yeah, but I, I thought it was so funny that both of them are in that fucking video game and they both were on Shameless. She looks like the girl, the bitchy girl from Camp Rock. The one who was mean <laughs> in the first movie. I honestly I thought that that's who it was. Yeah, Tess, Tessa or whatever. whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. At the alibi, Frank is trying to talk to Jody into taking it in the ass for Sheila, but he says that toys are a no-no for sex addicts and that he just got his one-year chip, and so he can only have- I'm proud of Jody being like, no, guys, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, and then he gets a little bit peer pressure. Well, that's yeah. the thing is he, he wants to do it so bad. But he can't. But he can't. Like, he know, And so he's, like, responsible- but the heart wants what the heart wants. For real. So you can only have loving, committed sex. And Kev is straight up just listening in. You know, as he does. He's a bartender. Kev, and says of that everyone is a sex addict. Jody says that he used to have sex 10 to 12 times a day. And that he used to call it destroying pussy. <laughs> what a man. Kate says, y'all make coming to work such a delight. I miss Kate so much. I miss Kate. Did it. Did they ever officially fire her from the alibi? I feel like that was a plot point in season four. They were like, we have to let you go. I feel like the, I, but was it her or was it that other bartender? Because there's that other lady with the ponytail. It was her because she, no, no, no. She stuck around longer. Kate, like, because I'm in season four now and Mm -hmm. Kate appears in like the second episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't remember because she like, she was just there and then she wasn't there. And then they had, yeah. remember they had that one, um. Was it, like, that one immigrant guy just ended up being, like, a bartender for the background scene for, like, a yeah, whole season? Yeah, in season five or something. Yeah. yeah. Who was he? I forget where he was even came from. Was he, he was working. There was asbestos in the ceiling of the apartment above the alibi, and they were working on it. And then they had to leave and go somewhere, so they told the guys to just, like, get behind the bar and start working. Oh, and then he just stayed as a bartender for- Oh, his name was- Wasn't his, his name Paco? He was Paco. Yeah, it was Paco. Yeah, Paco. Paco was dope. He It was either season four or season five that he was introduced. Paco is dope. Uh, anyway, Jody says that once you put the call out on the internet, you can find anyone who wants to get into weird shit with you. He once had 32 partners in a week and said that he started to think of sex as a fight and his weapon was his cock. Dude, the, this whole everyone around him in this scene is just like, what the fuck? Like, huh? <laughs> Um, and a note from Amanda, I'm sorry this whole time, probably because it's the most they've ever let Jody speak and let us know that the actor is, you know, good at acting. I was only thinking of him as a pirate on Black Sails. <laughs> I am begging y'all to watch Black Sails and its queer pirate happy ending brilliance. Thank you, Amanda. But anyway, Jody has a serious sex addiction and that means he can't do toys and stuff with Sheila. Back at cancer camp, Carl can't even get some damn sprinkles on his ice cream. And truly, I'm on his side. They give them some shitty ice cream, too. They were, like, gross-ass flavors. Like, like, dairy-free. It was, like, generic dairy-free. Like, not even, like, cotton candy. Okay, kefir is pretty good, actually. I used to work at a at a food place that served kefir-based frozen yogurt, and it's actually, like, pretty delicious i don't know if i've had kefir before i used to work at an ice cream shop that place was dope um 
this does not look like a fun camp for kids who are about to kick the bucket. It looks like a sad religious weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. these kids can only go to this camp because they're about to die, why not be, like, crazy reckless with them? Yeah, literally. And, like, especially, like, they got it through Make-A-Wish. And, like, I'm surprised no money has been donated to them to do any, like, crazy fucking things. Or, like, at least make it colorful and fucking fun. Well, it's supposed to be a non-profit. So any money donations that they get, they should be putting towards the kids. But I guess not. Yeah. Um, Carl's bus friend agrees, and Carl says they should sneak off the reserve and go to the lake. So that's exactly what they do. Back at the house, Jimmy still doesn't have his portion of the squirrel fund, and Fiona tells him that everyone at work blows the manager. Jimmy tells her to quit, but she says it's too good a job. But once the girls find out she's not taking her bobby breaks, they will turn on her. So maybe she can convince them all to stop before they realize it. United we stand, divided we keep sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for Jimmy, the squirrel fund thing is like a matter of pride because yeah. he knows that she's not expecting i mean okay i feel like she says that she's not expecting him to contribute because he's done so much other stuff for them like the carl carl's braces like mm-hmm. helping out with random bills here and there like i feel like she knows that he's been pulling his weight you know staying cooking cleaning like at home but for him it's like a pride thing yeah because if he can't that was always the thing with him yeah he just like didn't want to be like undermined be- because he can't like be as like reckless and still like right. be sustainable. Well, and that was also like always the thing with Jimmy. Like when Fiona starts working at the cup place and she has insurance and she's like making a decent wage, Jimmy gets like really threatened and pissed off because he's because she's being the bread like she's the breadwinner now and he's working yeah. at a fucking coffee shop. <sighs> Men and their masculinity. He was failing and he was so used to being like having everything and like being able to do whatever he wanted and he was like um well yeah anyway back to the episode (laughs) uh back at cancer camp carl's friend tells him that cancer equals you are dying my guy tells carl that the camp was a final hurrah for dying kids like imagine like that kid is actually like he actually has cancer he just he wants to have some fun like what the fuck (laughs) that but also it's like i really admired how like well-adjusted this kid seemed he was just yeah. like he was like he was I'm just gonna like die. sucks i'm gonna die sucks yeah. mm. but all this kid wants to do before he dies is to see titties in real life and like mood yeah been there mood <laughs> mood <laughs> mood uh carl says that he has seen them in real life but they were older sister titties so they were only like titty adjacent because you don't actually want to look at them <laughs> <laughs> From titty talk to sexy time, Sheila and Jody are fucking, and it's fine for her. It's great for Jody. He's trying to dirty talk and says, "Say my name." To which Sheila asks, "Have you forgotten your name?" I love Sheila. Like she's such like a dom, but she doesn't know like how to do like dirty talk and stuff like that. It's also so funny that he's like, "Say my name," and she goes, "Jody," and he immediately comes. <laughs> In, like like not even like it takes a second. Like a couple more immediately immediately nuts what a king mandy is currently in lips ice cream truck headed to pick up her half-sister molly molly answers the door and is so happy to see mandy that she throws herself into her arms and mandy lies about where terry is and molly asks if she's going home with her sister yeah i guess they told molly that all of the milkoviches are like serving in the navy oh interesting i never because because she's like where's terry and she says he's overseas like on active duty or something oh i i never realized that i'm, I'm assuming that the mom lied to the daughter and that's what, oh, like, true. The lie she told her but then molly has like one other cousin who is also in the navy on active duty yes. um okay uh molly asks if she's gonna go home with her and molly has no other family so lip and mandy make sure of that like ask her like do you have any relatives oh my god when she was like my mom only had two contacts in her phone, Terry and her dealer. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has no friends. Cool, Who's she girl. going out with to smoke all this, to, to do all this, all these drugs? Um, so also hanging out with children, Ian is in the backyard of Debbie Daycare as Debbie practices her breath holding in a makeshift pool. I guess their other one is still fucked up from when Carl put an axe through it. Or they just for- didn't want to set it back up. <laughs> Maybe. It's set up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And then in later seasons, like season five. Uh, at work, Carl is putting up a, fi- a flyer for a party at her place and makes friends with a new co-worker, Connie. I believe Connie works in the baker... No, she works in the meat department. 
Yeah, I think so. Because I remember she was like, do you want me to throw away some meat and then go pick it up in the dumpster? Like, throw away. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Jimmy is trying to pawn off some of his expensive jewelry to get some cash for the house. He ignores a call from his dad, which is a fun little cameo we get to expand on later. Hi, Lloyd. And I think he ends up selling his watch for way less than what it's worth. Yeah, the guy was like, it's like really funny because it's like the guy like deadpan being like a certain price and Jimmy's like, no, but I pay blah, blah, blah. And then he like keeps on going lower and then Jimmy like is like, He's like freaking don't out. care. Just go to a different pawn shop. Try again. Take that offer. Try again. <laughs> you could be like, oh, that other guy offered whatever. Um, Cancer camp again. It's dinner time and the food sucks. The kids ask for chicken nuggets and they say that even people on death row get to eat what they want. And they all start chanting about their doing. This is one of the best scenes. It's like, this is truly how little kids act. They, like, give them some, like, shitty, like, quinoa, kale, like, bunch of, like, veggies, and the kids are like, like, who are you feeding this to? Like, especially, like, I bet those kids wasn't, weren't even given that, like, ever prior, and you're like, what are you feeding me? And they're literally just like, nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. Like, that is exactly how these kids would act. Carl promises his friend that he's gonna show the kids some real good naked titties. (laughs) But you know who isn't showing any titty? Sheila. Because Jody is going off to work and Sheila hasn't gotten off in months. Which sucks because it's like they're having sex, but she's not coming like at all. Yeah, that's, I hate, I feel so bad for her. And you know what we aren't going to talk about? The fact that Frank is wearing Mickey's tank top. Because come on, Lynn, I trust you. You know what though? I feel like Mickey left it at the Gallagher house by accident. Oh, definitely. And it just got must. It just got, like, washed in with the laundry, or he just found it. Yeah, and he, like, goes and roots around. And you know Frank hates Ian the most, so he probably steals all of his clothes. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure sure you've seen Frank in other things that Ian has worn. I'm sure he's shared clothes with him before. Oh, yeah. There was the whole debate in season one where he was like where ian was like that's my shirt that you're wearing and then that's when he headbutts him yeah so it's like i'm sure because it's when frank has that bloody ass nose and he's like dude that's my shirt yeah because this is also at the point where ian and mickey are like moving into boyfriend territory Mm -hmm. because this is post this pre-kiss this pre-first kiss pre-kiss but but it should be coming up but they're it's the next episode but they're moving into like boyfriend territory so it's like they probably share clothes a little bit. Also, because, like, that's what friends and guy friends do is, like, yeah. share clothes if they need to borrow something. So I'm sure that, honestly, what happened was that Frank stole something that was Ian's that used to be Mickey's. Yeah. Things happen. Anyway. It um, Sheila is frustrated and mad that nothing Frank said changed Jody's mind. So she proposes that she and Frank have toy time on the side with Jody's permission. What an open king letting her explore her sexuality because he can't give it to her. Well, Jody hasn't given permission yet. But I know, but she <laughs> said she would ask for it. Yeah, I'm sure he would say yes. And then she says, you helped me feel something by allowing me to make you feel something that you don't want to feel. <laughs> she's a top. She's a top who gets consent, but she's a top who needs to peg a grown man right now. Right now. Right now. Jumping from sex stuff to children's storylines is rough in this one. I'm not going to lie. There's no built-in transition here. But... Also, it's like, uh, I guess that's shameless. <laughs> I guess that's shameless. The messy shameless. I guess that's shameless. Yeah. Um, Lip and Mandy are trying to drop Molly's off, Molly off at Mandy's aunt's house where she hid from Terry when she was pregnant last season. But the woman says she's not healthy enough to take care of a little kid. Yeah, I think she has MS. Um, mm. Mandy, Mandy's heart is in the right place, but she's, she should bring Molly to family services. And then we get to go to Jody's work. I wish we went there more often because I love tattoo shops. Yeah, because they, like, emphasize, like, him being a tattoo artist from, like, the get-go. And I'm like, now we finally get to see him do it. Yeah, we get to see him do his thing. They have, uh, yeah. Uh, Frank is still trying to talk Jody into getting spicier with Sheila in the bedroom. And Jody still insists that it's a slippery slope with his addiction. But Frank uses his smooth talking frank ways saying that jody breaking his sobriety kink wise is an act of love for sheila so that everything is gonna be okay because it's all out of love and then his client interrupts and says that she's getting a pussy tattoo yeah it's so funny she's it goes eat at Anne's with an arrow pointing down her pussy (laughs) classic queen back at the gallagher house fiona is setting up for her work party lip and mandy and molly come back and introduce her to fiona debbie comes in super excited about her new breath holding record and debbie's a little confused about mandy having a sister but takes her upstairs anyway oh this is like the one time because mandy every time lip said your sister mandy keeps jumping in with half sister half not not my full sister and then debbie comes in and is like i didn't know you had a sister and mandy doesn't even bother saying like half sister she's just straight up like yeah, like, 
So that kind of makes that weird switch. I don't literally think she, like, really emphasizes, like, why she, like, said half-sister more so. I don't know. Maybe because, I feel like maybe she's, she resents Molly for being able to live away from Terry. True. But the, the whole, like, maybe, maybe also it's a little bit of a foreshadowing joke to, to Molly's gender identity. sister. That's what I was thinking, because when you brought it up, I was like, or is it her just being, like, half-sister, because it's, like, like, because they obviously, like, as we prolong with the episode, we'll get to why their half-sister is kind of funny but i feel like (laughs) i feel like mandy i feel like if mandy knew before molly came to stay with them like about the whole thing she would have told lip beforehand but also would you wouldn't you have thought that like if she opened the door she would have been like um hey um something's a little different here right instead of just letting it go on entirely and also emphasize like not correct sister but correct the sister like correlation like half sister or not right so fiona asks slip about it and ian teases him jimmy suggested taking her to her father's house they say nope we're not going to take her to her father's house because her father likes to molest his daughters which makes jimmy back off and fiona at least shows what a deadpan statement he's just like so cavalier about it and Fiona at least shows a little sympathy, but doesn't think Lip should be playing house with Mandy. Yeah, this is the whole thing about, like, do yeah. you know the kind of signals that you're sending? She lets Molly stay until Carl gets back, but thinks he's sending the wrong message. Then Jimmy's phone rings, and it's Lloyd asking him to grab a drink, because Jimmy's mom is currently throwing Lloyd's shit out of the window of the house. <laughs> that scene is so funny. <laughs> I wonder how she found out. Because it seems Did he like- have another side piece? Other than Ian? I don't know at the time because there is that call out to him a little bit later in the beginning of season four when uh, Lip and Debbie He's go shacking to. up with another redhead. Yeah, so I'm saying it's probably it's probably pretty. It would make sense if he already ha- he had another side toy prior. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's just like a thing where it's like once you go Ian, you do not go back. once you go red you can't go back because he's so because he's bad as hell Mm -hmm. plus like we know that ian stayed with lloyd for like a month or two when he was gone Mm -hmm. oh my god that's so sad to think about yeah he's probably having sex with him again Mm. anyway um back at sheila's she's trying to set up a very zen environment for jody to be comfortable playing in but he sees the toys and freaks out but good for sheila because like immediately when he's like no i'm nervous she like closes the box and she's like done Mm -hmm. at camp carl is breaking into the pain pill closet with his friends they get caught and his cancer friends immediately still spill the plan to steal and sell the pills i think (laughs) to buy chicken nuggets carl sets them up and the counselor says she's sorry about all the rules and wishes she had the power to give them what they want and a very creepy light bulb goes off in carl's brain oh yeah he's like maybe you can and then with the fucking shaved head and braces he's like smiling at her he looks god if i was her i would quit at sheila's house jody is requesting to talk with frank And at Fiona's party, all the ladies are still in a good mood, happy to be at a party. But Fiona brings it all down. She suggests that they all stop giving Bobby what he wants. And sorry, this is a very serious moment and she is strong and powerful. But the look she has sitting like that with that beer in her hand, sir, that's a bisexual. If you ever wanted proof, the way she's sitting in that seat is it. Yeah, she's sitting with her legs like, like apart. Mm-hmm. and she's got her she's got her elbows on her on her thighs and she's holding the beer in her two hands like this just like l- hunched over and she's talking to them and i was just like that is sapphic look at her the women are all on her side until like two women speak up about how it's not that bad it is and points out all the leeway they get and that getting rid of bobby means they don't know who the next manager will be and what they'll be like yeah connie is one of those people who's like the new the new friend is who's like it's not that bad yeah And then Connie suggests a vote on whether or not they keep doing it and keep the system going. And then it has to be a secret ballot, not a show of hands. So then Jody and Frank, Jody is still laying naked in the bed and Frank is giving him butt sex. (laughs) Lip and Mandy. Lip is working out sleeping arrangements for Molly in the house while Molly and Ian help Debbie train her breath holding. She does 92 seconds. Yeah, they're outside. This scene is so cute. She's outside there in the pool and she gets up and Ian goes, 92 seconds and then they all start cheering and splashing in the water so like even Liv and mandy are like Woo! yeah really fun so then cancer camp the counselor says she's only going to show her titties for the one kid and then carl says i have cancer too and so does the girl that they're hanging out with 
hell yes, queer cancer girl. Good I love her because she's like, yeah, me too. Like she's like, I'll, yeah, same. I wanna, I'm curious. I, I, I'm, I'm going to look. So the counselor takes off her shirt and her bra and lets them look and Carl pushes for the lower half and they get caught by another counselor and a clown. <laughs> I feel so bad, but it's so fucking funny. I feel so bad for her. Back to BJ Town Hall, the BJs have it, and Fiona is furious. And then they all say how it's not that bad, and Fiona accidentally blurts out that she's never done it, and now they hate her. Yeah, because you're a dumbass. Yeah, she's, like, in the heat of the moment, she's like, I don't know, I've never done it. Like, oh. She could be like, it is that bad, it sucks, I hate it. Ew. But then they'd be like, so why don't you quit? And she would be like, well, I need a job. Um, so then at the alibi, Jimmy is meeting with Lloyd, and Lloyd is super uncomfortable as he drops the news of his divorce. But he still didn't say like oh it's because i'm it's because i'm gay he was just like he was just like oh incompatibility caught up with us whatever well and he mentions that jimmy's mom has a substance abuse problem with pills yeah speaking of the mom just so you know is like the mean teacher from drink and josh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) uh lip puts molly and mandy to bed and debbie gives molly some of her clothes mandy steals a moment away with lip to say thank you and it's really sweet and tender and he's gonna break her soft little heart (laughs) okay Let's not act like Mandy was not in the wrong when she hit Karen with her car, first of all. Oh, yeah, no, she was 1 billion percent in the wrong, but I don't blame her. But then it is, like, Lip did get, like, back together with her, and then she said, I love you, and then he just didn't say anything back. Yeah, that was, like, in season five. So sad. That scene is so uncomfortable. Um, Debbie is bonding with Molly as she gets changed, and then Debbie finds out that Molly has a girl penis. And let's just say right now that the way Molly gets treated in the next episode gets super transphobic. And if Molly feels like a girl, then she is a girl. That's how gender works because gender is not real. But I I think the show does a better job later with like the whole Trevor thing. But yeah, still not a great job. And plus they still like when they do a callback to um like Molly's mom, like in, later in the episode, like we find out like why Molly obviously feels like she's a girl. So like it's hard to put it like how to deal with it in this specific situation because it's like obviously correct that if she's a girl she's a girl she didn't make that choice for herself but in the end of the day like she was forced to do that so that was what she thought but at the same time like if she's a girl if she says she's a girl she's a girl so yeah she never expressed anything else so like she never expressed being like oh well now i'm starting to feel more like boy and they but it's also like they never forced her to conform to that yeah and they also like it was weird because some characters would be like him like he but then for the most part they were still using she her pronouns yeah anyway also things that amanda hates jimmy and lloyd are drunk at the alibi and lloyd reveals that his wife changed the locks and he is nowhere to stay probably at a hotel though lloyd rants about how his wife is a pill head and that he could basically care less but then he does mention that they are like strapped for cash yeah that all their money is like tied up in the divorce Back in Sheila's bedroom, Frank is still giving Jody a pegging pep talk, which, like, if somebody has to be talked into sex like this, then, then the consent issue is really dubious, and I hate it, but Jody keeps repeating that this is love. It's yeah, a very I mean, awkward situation. Yeah, it's just, like, it sucks all around. I mean, obviously, Sheila doesn't know that he's, like, feeling so... So torn about it. So, so torn about it. But it's also, like, I think he's open to it see that's the thing is it's like with how freaky that with how freaky jody was there's no way that he didn't ever do mm-hmm. any like ass play yeah it's not like it's uncommon and he's never done it before but he doesn't want to just break that quote-unquote sobriety part of yeah his so that does suck sex addict stuff so like that he's like more concerned than like being like it's not like me i don't want to do it. it's like i shouldn't break what i've been working I shouldn't on do a year because they made it like a point like he was like i just got my one year chip or whatever Sorry yeah. if you hear my dog barking. Uh, third guest. Another guest. <laughs> third anyway. guest. Willow Another is guest. here. Yes. Um, Jimmy takes Lloyd back to the Gallagher house, and Lloyd basically calls it a crack house. Nice. Wow. Thanks, King. Inside, Fiona and Ian are cleaning up from the party, but Jimmy and Lloyd drunkenly stumble in, and Lloyd reaches for Ian but falls down. Jimmy puts his dad on the couch, and Ian gets super awkward about it. Yeah, it's so funny. They're like, he's like, oh, you remember Ian? And then Lloyd just, like, points at him. <laughs> he's like he's like right yeah you dinner yeah, that one time over to our very first scene of kevin v here in the last five minutes of the episode they are fucking of no this is are. the second scene uh and yeah, it's sure their that... first scene other than the first five minutes of the episode right 
Yeah, they are fucking, and Kev is sure that this is the one that gets them pregnant. He screams his encouragement into to his swimmers in her vagina, and she laughs, and they are so fucking cute. They're the blueprint. He literally, like, like guy, he, he yells into it. It's so funny. <laughs> I love Kev. Up in Fiona's room, Jimmy's sad about his parents getting divorced, and Fiona does not know how to support him through it. He apologizes for even bringing wood there, but Fiona says they should end the day right and gets on top of him. Again, they are fucking cute. Yeah, Jimmy was the best. He was like, like, because he was like, I don't know. It just sucks because I love guys that are good for Fiona, Mm -hmm. but I know that Fiona loves the danger. Yeah. She loves the chaos. And so I'm like, okay, out of all of them, then Jimmy is like the obvious choice. Oh, yeah. Well, she was with him for the longest. Mm -hmm. Three years. Come on. on and off, but, like, still. But, like, pretty consistent. And even when she wasn't with him, she was like, I'm thinking about him. Um. So Lloyd stumbles up the stairs to the bathroom, finds the boy's bedroom, takes off his underwear, and climbs into bed with Lip. Lip screams and pushes him out of the bed. You dummy. It's so funny, because, like, uh, like, Lloyd's, like, drunkly stumbling, and he's, like, derobing, and he's, like, ginger snap. Or, like, he's saying, like, he's calling him some, like, Something little, weird. Like, some yeah. little pet name. Well, uh, I mean, because, like, the bed, the bed thing was always weird, because when they first made that switch, where, like, where Lib moved into Fiona's room, Fiona moved into Frank's room, it was, like, Ian slept on the top bunk. Carl mm-hmm. slept in Ian's bed. But then they made that switch, like, somewhere where Ian slept in his bed again and Carl moved to the top bunk. Yeah. But then Lip was just in the top. Either way, he was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter. Incorrect. Lip screams and pushes him out of the bed. Ian stops Lip from swinging on him, but takes, but it wakes Fiona and Jimmy up. Lip screams about Jimmy's dad assaulting <laughs> him. It wakes everyone else up, and Mandy takes Debbie and Molly back to bed. Yeah, that was another thing, like, in the early seasons where it was, like, where they that they don't do anymore where like if there's a fight going on or a potential like traumatizing situation one of the adults would like take the kids away mm-hmm. like why did they just fucking forget about that later everyone just lets liam see shit he shouldn't see like liam and franny especially like they have seen things they should have never seen yeah that the other kids really like didn't have to like like debbie and carl like they were always ushered away by one of the older siblings um fiona and lip are confused and angry until ian says that ned was looking for him so not lloyd now ned i mean i guess i can excuse that because it's like oh well now you're kind of cementing that like he he knows him as someone else Mm -hmm. And Ian reveals that they've been hooking up for a while and that he didn't know it was Jimmy's dad at the time, that he's nice. But Lip looks angry and Fiona is still too confused because Fiona doesn't know about Cash. Does Fiona ever know about Cash? I don't think so. On screen, like canonically, no. I guess not. But, um, babe, this is a pattern. Your brother needs attention and help getting away from pervy old men. Mm -hmm. It is just like an issue in the gay community of like grooming and stuff because they think because- there's this idea that gay relationships are, like, more promiscuous, and so age gaps are, like, more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, of course, love who you love, but, like, when you're 17 and the guy's, like, in his 60s, that, come on. It's not your time. Plus, it's obvious daddy issues from Ian. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Daddy issues, daddy issues and middle child issues, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Jimmy comes outside to join his dad on the porch and asks if this is why his mom is divorcing him, and... Again, Ned says that he's not gay. He just also likes men, and that the divorce. Bye, Ned. Bye, Ned. Woo, bye, woo. Ned. I, I think I think he's I think he's closer to like. Yeah, he can be bi. I don't give. A, I don't care to label him, but he really like. He said to Ian, he was like anything that walks. Oh, so like pan. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but you can use both like interchangeably. Yeah. Um, and that the divorce is actually because he's broke. So. Jimmy, who missed Ian's reveal, asks if his dad was trying to screw Lip, and he says, no, it's the other one, Ian. Then a cab pulls up, and Ned says he's going to try his last credit card at the Four Seasons, gets in and drives away, leaving Jimmy stunned. Fiona comes out and joins him. He apologizes, and she says that if she had to apologize for all the Frank sh- shit ever, she wouldn't have a voice left. That was and then sweet. It's the credits. I, th- I love Fiona. Yeah. Um, after credit scene of Carl and the counselor on a bus leaving camp, she's crying and he tries to make a move on her, which only makes her cry more. <laughs> they're like the only people sitting on the bus like back. Because they're the only ones who, because he was like the orchestrator of it all. Mm. And then she like obviously did that. So, oh my God, that scene is so like horrifying mm. and embarrassing, but also like funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the end credit music is Ladies Touch by Mariner. 
So next week on Shameless, and I really love this next episode, they are digging up the sewer main around the house, so the Gallaghers have to dig up Aunt Ginger. Fiona tries to make Frank find her first. Lip and Mandy are serious, and Mandy's starting to get clingy. Jimmy has daddy issues, and Fiona is over his shit. Mm -hmm. And Mickey is shot and bleeding on the kitchen counter. Uh, We get to see the little butt. (laughs) Yeah. Thoughts on this episode? I, yeah. It's just a lot of filler setting up setting up for next week because next week has next week has a pretty big payoff. Yeah, it's just like a lot of fillers and like bringing in like storylines that are gonna like progress the rest of the season. Obviously, the season, but it's still sure. it's still like at least it's one of those filler episodes that keeps it entertaining instead of like you feel like you're bored the whole time and you don't gain anything because Shameless is known to do like a filler episode where I'm like, I don't need to know any of this. I'm so bored. What is going on? Versus something that's but it is like i i was intrigued to let this story yeah. keep progressing it, it's just like a slower progression than other ones at least they're not dropping storylines like they do nowadays yeah but um yeah i like this one this is kind of the beginning of like both lip and mandy's downfall and jimmy and fiona's downfall yeah but it's the rise of ian and mickey so it's like <laughs> shameless is like oh when one couple falls another one rises mm-hmm. <laughs> They just, they love it. They love doing that. One dies and then the other gains the power. Exactly. So, well, Evan, where can they find you on Uh, social media? You guys can go ahead and find me on Instagram at IWantToDie4000. And and I'm back on Twitter again. So I re-downloaded the app finally. So you can follow me on Twitter at Internet. I love Twitter. Me too. And where can they find you, Lena? They can find me on Instagram at Kojak, C-O-J-A-C-K-K. They can find me on Twitter at Durs Holmvik, but the L is an I, an uppercase I, because I love Anders <laughs> from Workaholics. Um, and then on TikTok, they can find me at Friedman, F-R-L-E-D-M-A-N, because that is my last name. Beautiful. And even though Amanda was not here this episode, uh, all of Amanda's links will be in the description below. And you go ahead and check out our website. Uh, you can check out our Instagram, at LuckWeHadPod. Uh, oh, check out and our- we have a Tumblr now. We have a Tumblr I made a now. Tumblr. Amazing. Uh, LuckWeHadPod.tumblr.com. I run that Tumblr. <laughs> you can email us, LuckWeHadPod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We've heard from a couple people this week yes we got a um, couple emails who, yeah we had a couple emails people who sent us their fan fiction people who tweeted us um and it was just really awesome and we love interacting with you guys so do not yeah do not be afraid to reach out yes and um, um our website link will be in all the bios of all of our instagrams and twitters and everything and yeah i had a great time i hope you have a wonderful day yeah, lena i hope you have a great day too and to amanda who is not here <laughs> we hope that that she feels better yes we do um and send some love to her if you find her tick her her social media in the links below yes. send send some love to her goodbye goodbye